Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. No, I'm, I'm only kidding. Um, I'm Nick, your host of Nick's Nerd News. And I did that in, in honor of Batman's 80th birthday, if if you guys didn't know. Uh, we'll be talking about that in just a, a little bit as well. And uh, Batman has a special place in my heart. He's, he's one of my favorite superheroes. Out of all the comics I own, I probably own mostly things related to the Bat family and, and Batman. Surprisingly, though, I don't have that many Batman-related collectibles or shirts. I, I feel like I, I don't... Mainly because... I, I, what, I, what I meant to say is mainly because I, I feel like sometimes Batman gets overplayed and I just don't want to... I just don't want to get looped in with the masses, I, I guess you could say. But that's... um. That's just something I, I wanted to get get out there. If you guys weren't aware, uh, his uh, 80th birthday was March 20th, I think, or around late March. I, I don't want to say 20th. I think March 20th is a, a different day. But regardless, that that's what that is. Um, as always, quick shout out. Follow Nick's Nerd News on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, nicksnerdnews.com. You can listen to the show on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Now that we got that out of the way, uh, let's get... Uh, let's get right into th- the thick of it here, and we're actually going to change things up a bit. Uh, we got TV first this week, uh, mainly just because some things happened. WonderCon was this weekend, so we we got some some news. Uh, WonderCon's actually wrapping up today, uh, as of as of time of recording. Uh, it's the last day here, but uh, the biggest news though to come out of uh, not necessarily WonderCon, but just this weekend in in terms of uh, the geek world, uh, Emily Bet Rickards is is going to be leaving Arrow. Uh, she plays Felicity right now, Oliver Queen's wife on the show. And this wasn't really, this is kind of a last minute thing, it seems like. It wasn't really part of the season eight being the last season announcement. And they they kind of hinted at that this season with the flash forwards and everything, kind of showing that she goes into hiding with Mia at some point after uh, the baby is born, after Mia is born. Mia being uh, her daughter with Oliver Queen. So I, I'm not entirely surprised, but it's a little odd to see this happen. Granted, she is like the... Granted, people always call uh, Green Arrow, Discount Batman, things like that. And in the show, she kind of serves a... She serves as Overwatch, essentially the, the guy in the chair for Green Arrow and, and Team Arrow. And she's almost like Oracle for Batman. And I, I can see maybe why... They don't have a lot of time for her in, in the 10 episodes that are coming up and, and not really required. I mean, Oliver Queen didn't really have her in the first season so much, so this makes sense. And unfortunately, though, it is a sad thing and we're losing a major character. She's been with the show since day one. So as long as uh, as long as long Diggle is back, I'll, I'll be happy. But it's not uh, it's just a sad thing to hear. But again, it's it's only ten episodes next season, so that that's gonna happen. But let let's get to WonderCon. Actually, Cup, couple different things happen. Uh, we got a teaser for Pennyworth, the new show about Batman's butler. 
And it's also created by Bruno Heller, who created Gotham, which leads to the question a lot of people are asking right now, is it a prequel to Gotham? And that will be... Um, That'll be interesting to see if, if that turns out in any way. I'm, I'm still as confused as to why we're getting this. Do, do we really need an Alfred show? Is is he... I mean, yes, he's an important character, but is he is he worthy of a TV show is my question. And I feel like at this point they're trying to milk milk the brand a little too much. So, what, what, first off, why? It takes place in the 60s. So we don't know how young Thomas Wayne is going to be. This was like a 20-second teaser. And then, of all things, this is going to be on Epics, uh, like a paid channel that is not everyone has. So what's the point here? I I don't know. And I'm a Batman fan, and I don't even fucking know. Like, this is weird. This is a weird thing. Totally weird. I I don't get it. I really don't get it. Anyway, but tying that into Gotham and Bruno Heller, we got our first look at Batman. Granted, it's the back of Batman's head. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to do a time jump um, for a Gotham's last couple episodes. Um, and and the, the the cowl that he happens to be wearing looks a lot like a lot like the Dark Knight series cowl. So it'll be interesting to see what they use or, or how they tie in or how, how it looks once we see the full getup. But... I think I'm just going to watch the last two episodes of that show. I gave up on that show a long time ago. It was just like, it was way too out there for me. I, I, I'm, I'm not a purist like that. I don't, I don't mean it. When, when I say things stray, stray too far from the comics, what I mean is they, they go like way, way off the rails. I'm, I'm not a purist. I don't need a, a, a direct pure interpretation. As long as you stay true to it to a point, and get most of the the vibe going like the Gotham show is a mix of the Adam West Batman the Dark Knight trilogy and the Joel Schumacher Batmans in not good ways not in good ways at all and I'm just like I just gave up I couldn't I just couldn't take it anymore like at all so that that's why I stopped but I I do want to check out how they they treat Batman and and things like this so that's uh, coming up soon, end of the month, I think. Um, other than that, also some DC Universe updates. Uh, that is the DC streaming service. Uh, Swamp Thing will premiere a lot sooner than expected on May 31st, uh, followed by Young Justice Season or Part 2. Young Justice Season 3, Part 2 in July. Titans Season 2 in the fall. They announced that all of their direct-to-DVD, direct direct-to-Blu-ray movies will launch on the streaming service at this on the same day, so no more delay or anything like that between them. And then Krypton will be joining the service in uh, April 5th. So probably by the time you're listening to this, uh, it will either have dropped or... Uh, sorry, by the time you're listening to this, it will be a couple days away from that. And then, what is this? Uh, we got our first look at Stargirl. Uh, looks pretty cool. Stripes was standing behind her. You don't get a full look at him. But Stargirl looks awesome. Great uh, outfit is is comic true to the comics. Same with her her staff type thing, um, and that will premiere sometime in 2020. Uh, some other news that came out of that is that uh, DC Universe will be getting the full comic catalog of DC Comics, which is just another reason to subscribe. Uh, they're pretty much going to put everything on there digitally if they can. Uh, it's pretty much making it rival to Marvel's. Um, Ultimate 
subscription service for digital, except Marvel doesn't have, you know, TV shows or anything. I'm, I'm sure that will change, though, with, with Disney Plus coming. But that is another reason to hop on to DC Universe, which isn't very expensive. It's like 8 bucks or something a month. To- totally worth the price of admission here, folks. I mean, I, granted, who am I kidding? I haven't even gotten it yet. I, I, I really don't have fucking time to watch all this shit. I should be, but hey, I got a I got a full time job too, so it's uh, the breaks in life, you know. I I'm I'm sure I'll get around to it at, at some at some point. Um, luckily though, I mean, as these shows continue, you can just sign up and binge watch them all in in like a couple sittings, so that that's good. Uh, we also got a promotional picture for the new season of Agents of Shield. Um, they premiered the first episode at WonderCon as well. Obviously, I wasn't in attendance, so I I can't really talk about it. But interestingly enough. There's a couple characters in there that I'm surprised to see. Uh, for one, Fitz. Fitz is in it, and granted, he even though he died at the end of last season, spoiler alert, technically at the same time he was out in space floating, waiting to be woken up in the future. So maybe they go and retrieve him? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how it works. Um, and then, of course, we have that fake Coulson from like another universe or something, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm still going to watch it. Uh, thank God it's a summer show now, so because I don't, I don't know how I'd be able to fit it in. Uh, Jake Busey was talking to some magazine recently, confirmed that Casper Van Dien uh, has had conversations with producers about a Starship Troopers show. I know we had talked about it months ago on here about a Starship Troopers show. I love the movie; it's probably one of my favorite '90s movies. Um, totally awesome, really, and. I I would love to watch a show like this. Granted, it would have an outrageous production budget just for producing the, the, the bugs and everything like that. So it would be interesting to see how they how they do that, if it happens. Um, obviously, Jake Busey is saying this because he would be a part of it. And, I mean, he was a star in the movie with Casper Van Dien. I wonder who else they would be able to get. Um, like... My question, would they be able to get uh, Denise Richards back or a Neil Patrick Harris, you know, things like this, um, considering their characters are still alive, I'll, I'll say that. But again, it, it, it uh, would be interesting to see how that, how that plays out. I, I would watch it, like I said. I'm, I'm, I love that movie. It, it's, a, it's a great, um, how would you describe that? It's a, it's a great commentary on, on government and fascism and things like that just like what it was was written for because it is based off a book but that that's all we really have to go on right now for it i wonder what channel that'd be on actually sci-fi maybe one of the 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 big networks would pick it up like hbo or showtime someone like that granted showtime probably wouldn't because they have halo and they're gonna sink, sink a lot of money into that maybe stars or hbo maybe who knows Speaking of HBO, we're also going to be getting a documentary series uh, that's going to be around the filming, or documentary, not a documentary series, um, on the filming of the final season of Game of Thrones. It's called Game of Thrones, The Last Watch, and it will actually premiere May 26th. It's a two-hour documentary the week after the season, the series finale of Game of Thrones. I'm excited to watch that. That will be cool. be interesting to see the cast and, and reactions to, to their final filming and everything like that. So, a couple shows to review before we get into the biggest news surrounding TV this week. Uh, first thing, What We Do in the Shadows premiered on FX. Uh, this is a American kind of take on a show 
or, or a movie that Taika Waititi did, Taika Waititi being the director of uh, Thor Ragnarok, and uh, it's a, it's about three vampires living in the present day and, and interacting with, with people in the modern times and things like this, and this time uh, it takes place in Staten Island instead of New Zealand. It is about uh, a couple British vampires and one not British vampire. I I, I don't know. They they didn't explain that completely. Uh, Matt Barry is in it. He was in uh, the IT crowd. Really funny guy. And uh, th- this show, just the first episode alone, was was hilarious. I I can't wait to see what they do with it. The movie's really funny. I I'm, I've mentioned it before. I'm pretty sure it's still on Amazon Prime streaming. Amazon Prime Video. I'm not sure if it still is though. But Check it out, though. If you liked Thor Ragnarok, you'll probably like it as well. Uh, the new show, though, Taika actually directed the first episode. Uh, Jermaine Clement is also in the movie. I forget. always forget to mention him. Uh, one half of Flight of the Concords duo. So he he's, was in the movie. He's friends with Taika. He produces this as well. Very great. I think they have a really great potential for this to last. It is on FX, though, so I, I know not everyone has that channel. But check it out if, if you're really into if you like vampires and comedy or didn't expect those two to go well together, then I would check it out. The show, uh, the first episode, they introduce the characters, obviously. A little bit of a twist from the movie. This time there's an energy vampire who's who's a, a daywalker and his power is to just drain you of your energy, obviously, things like this. And they have like a vampire come from from uh, the old world who, who kind of wants to make sure that they're they're spreading their vampireness across the new world, you know, New York, things like this. And it's a lot of fun hijinks that, that go into it. The characters, or at least the people they got to play the vampires are very well. Like I said, Matt Berry, hilarious guy. Definitely, definitely check that out. And then uh, it's been about two or three weeks now since uh, the first season of Star Wars Resistance ended. And I just, for some reason, it, it took a whole season for that show to be good. And finally not have, like, a uh, Kaz, the main character, be a fucking moron. And it, it ties in very well and very closely to The Force Awakens. It literally takes place... So the end of Star Wars Resistance takes place essentially during the, the Force Awakens. Like, you get to see General Hux's speech. You get to see them destroy Hosni and Prime, things like this. If um, if you guys... I mean, I'm, I'm describing these things if you've never seen... If you've never seen Force Awakens, you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But, you know, I don't know why it took a, a whole damn season for it to get this way. I mean, granted, it's a kid's show, and but they, they promised a lot of stuff in the beginning. Like, you know, they'd focus on the racing aspect and the pilots and things like this. We didn't get that. And there was a lot of things in this show that I felt just... I. I don't know how to put it into words. It, it was frustrating, for one, because I would sit there week in, week out, and just be, like, frustrated with the, the decisions they were making and how the characters acted and interacted with each other. Like, Re- Rebels had, had a slow start in the beginning, but not this slow. Clone Wars had... I mean, they had a movie and they could build into it, but it it wasn't super childish to begin with. That was a nice blend with that one, because it was a... A mix between they they kind of wanted to have the spirit of the of Star Wars Clone Wars those animated shorts that came out before, um, before Revenge of the Sith and things like this. But Resistance just was almost too childish, and and luckily they got rid of that at the end. But I mean, was it too little, too late? 
Granted, they say they're going to focus on fix some of the, the complaints that people had in Season 2, which I'm guessing is in the fall. That will also be the first program to take place post-Last uh, Jedi, technically. Because The Last Jedi takes place like a day or two after The Force Awakens. And, and unless Season 2 of, of Star Wars Resistance is, is all within those two days, it's going to be the first real piece of content that we have that takes place after the events of The Last Jedi. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with it, how it plays out. Hopefully it won't be as childish as in Season 2. Granted, I mean, this is on the regular Disney Channel. It's not Disney XD or anything, so it's like they got to cater to some kind of audience. But but still, but still, that's that's my two cents. That's what really grinds my gears. <laughs> um, but the biggest news in TV this week has to definitely be uh, what Google announced. Uh, they announced their streaming service aimed at competing with all the others. It's called Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, it will be a new app that will be on Mac, smart TVs, including Samsung and other things, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV. Uh, they didn't announce pricing or release date or anything like that. It will be ad-free, thank God, because, you know, Hulu over here, you pay for the damn thing, and you still got a shit ton of ads that shouldn't be there. I mean, e even even the higher-tiered one still has ads. It's like, what the fuck am I paying for? Why are there ads? There shouldn't be ads in a paid service that, that defeats the whole purpose of the thing. Now, cable's different because those ads technically pay for the programming you're watching. Whereas when you come to a streaming service like Netflix or Hulu, well, Hulu's different because it's a lot of older stuff. But Netflix has so many users, it doesn't require advertisements because you're you're paying for them. And they use that money to create content, content and get and then get other content that's already been made to put it on the platform. Hulu is technically the same thing, but something's going on there that that ads are still required. It's fucking stupid. Anyway, that that's for, that's a discussion for another time. But anyway, uh, Apple TV streaming service. Some interesting shows are coming actually. So Chris Evans is going to be in a show called Defend Defending Jacob. Oprah signed a, a deal with them to produce content for it. Uh, Brie Larson will produce and star in a show based on the CIA. Uh, they're doing an Amazing Stories remake uh, that's a Steven Spielberg show from the 80s. Simon Kin Kinberg, the longtime producer of, of the X-Men series, will have a sci-fi show. Uh, Time Bandits re remake is official. That's based off a Terry Gilliam movie. Uh, Terry Gilliam of, of um, Monty Python fame. J.J. Abrams has multiple projects in the works at, at uh, Apple's streaming service. M. Night Shyamalan will have a show. Kevin Durant is producing a show. So a lot of athletes getting into the, the TV business lately. There will be a, a comedy show called The Morning Show, and it will star Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, and Steve Carell. This is almost something I want to sign up for and just to watch this show. Um, but on top of that, Charlie Day and Rob McElhenney, uh, the other two guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, are going to produce a comedy show, I'm guessing they're starring as well, um, based around video game development, and Ubisoft is actually producing the show with them. Interesting take. I wonder what Ubisoft has to do with their involvement. Maybe it'll take place at a Ubisoft studio. Who knows? That'd be, that'd be interesting. It'd be really funny. Um, also, some Peanuts created content, and then they're also going to be getting into the original movies business, uh, the first of which will be a... Uh, a teaming up of two previous working partners, Sophia Coppola and Bill Murray. 
Uh, they previously worked together on Lost in Translation. Uh, they're going to be working on a new movie together for the Apple streaming service. So if you have uh, any of those devices, you'll be able to get Apple TV+. And at this point, it's like, why cut... I mean, at this point, with all these different streaming services, if you want to have access to everything, it's like, it's almost more than cable at this point. And the, the whole point of these things was to quit cable and go to them. But if you're going to be signing up for 10 of these different things, five, six, seven of them, it's going to end up being the same price. And it's going to be like, why the fuck did I quit cable if I got to pay all this goddamn money to watch all this different shit? And and, and it, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. It's like maybe you got to sign up for this one for a couple months, watch everything, quit, go to the next one for a couple months, quit, go to the next one for a couple months, and then round out, like, make it a cycle. I don't know, it's fucking stupid. Waste of goddamn time, you ask me. God, I'm really angry today. That's, uh, that's too bad. You guys just, hey, that's what you listen for. Uh, no, I, you guys don't listen for that, do you? Do you, you want to hear me rant, or do you want to hear me talk about what's going on in the news? Now let's get to video games, or... And, and we're not done with Apple, because at the same event that Apple announced Apple TV+, Plus, they announced Apple Arcade, their new subscription service. Hey, look, another, another gaming subscription service. This one, though, is going to be Mac only. I'll be iPhone, iPad, Mac, and Apple TV. It will be in the App Store. Expected to release this fall. They'll have over 100 new and exclusive games. Uh, developers include Annapurna, Cartoon Network, Konami, Lego, and Sega. A uh, good thing about this, though, is you will be able to download and play the games offline. So you do not need, uh, it does not require a internet connection at all times. My guess is this a is aimed more at mobile game players. You know, people that play mobile games on, on phones and iPads and things like this. Not so much at, at hardcore gamers or like console gamers, if you will, because this is something that's, um, it's only on, on those platforms, and those don't necessarily have the the beefy specs to, to play more higher caliber games, um, unless it's streaming, you know, like Project X Cloud or, or Stadia or things like this. So that this is, this looks like it might be the future, people, and I hope you're prepared for that, because I, I think the next console generation may, may be the last of at least what is considered a traditional console. Uh, the DICE Awards were this week in Las Vegas. Uh, those are awards given to, to developers, things like this. Announced, uh, and PAX East, I should say. So both both things were going on. PAX, uh, Penny Arcade Expo, was, PAX East was going on in Boston. Uh, PAX, uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum was announced to be released in 2021. It will be a narrative-focused adventure game that takes place between when he was still Smeagol and found the ring and, of course, uh, when he meets the Fellowship in Fellowship of the Ring, or uh, at least end of Fellowship, or um, maybe when he loses the ring in The Hobbit, I, I don't remember. But it essentially that, that time frame, it's about a 50 or so years, I, I want to say, maybe six, uh, 60, depending on where it goes up to, things like this. Or like 100, now that I think about it, because there's a 60-year gap between when... Uh, uh, Bilbo gets the ring from him, and when the Fellowship set out, and he had had the ring for quite a, a long time, a long, long, long time here, uh, probably hopefully provide hours of entertainment there to play as Gollum. My precious. Oh, looks like uh, looks like he invaded the the studio here. Uh, Sony also had their State of Play, uh, their first one. Uh, it was a almost like a Nintendo Direct type deal. 
eight PSVR games were announced that will release between April and June. Uh, Iron Man VR was also announced. It looks to be somewhat of a cinematic experience. We got a new trailer for Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Uh, we'll have some OG 90s skins, so it looks like you can play in the polygonal features. Uh, and we'll actually have also have tracks from Nitro Kart, the sequel to Crash Team Racing. So um, that that's really awesome. Can't wait for that to launch, I think, ju- July. And then uh, also announced No Man's Sky will be getting a VR feature also on PSVR. So PlayStation Virtual Reality is what that stands for. If you didn't know that, I'm sure you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about on this show every week. <laughs> um, at least when it comes to the video game section. Um, also got announcements for games with gold and PSN Plus or play, PlayStation Plus. Uh, PlayStation Plus games will be The Surge, which is uh, from the makers of Lords of the Fallen. Uh, it's always been compared to as like a sci-fi version of of uh, Dark Souls. It's a you're a character wearing an exosuit and you have like crazy weapons and you fight robots and things like this. I own the game. It's it's hard as shit. Um, Conan Exiles is the second game of the month for PSN Plus. Uh, it takes place in the Conan Bar- the Barbarian universe. And then Games with Gold. The two Xbox One games were Technomancer and Outcast Second Content Contact. Excuse me. And then for the backwards compatible games, the first half of the month will be Star Wars Battlefront 2, the OG version for the original Xbox. Fucking awesome, dude. We've had a Star Wars game, what, almost every month now? Eh, it's pretty fucking cool. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, one of the best Star Wars games ever released. And then uh, Graw 2, or Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2. I know a lot of people loved the Graw games. I never played them. I was always more of a, a Rainbow Six guy back then. But uh, looking to maybe jump into this when I when I have some chance in, in between the, the major releases. And then, so Star Wars Battlefront 2 will be the first half of April. Uh, Graw 2 will be the second half of April. And that's from 360. Now, here's some unfortunate news. Uh, EA has laid off about 350 people, which is tantamount to about almost 4% of its workforce. Mostly in the marketing, publishing, and operations departments. Um, looks like they're looking to ramp down in Japan and Russia, which this is unfortunate. Um, it will mostly affect the EA Sports teams, Star Wars, and Apex Legends um, departments. And, and, and again, that's just just unfortunate. I mean, it, uh, the gaming industry has just been hit with, with massive layoffs lately. And it's just, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. You can't stop it, though. But it, it just, it sucks. <laughs> it really, it really does. Um... I mean, it, there's no way to, to go around that, really. It's just, it's unfortunate. And they're the most hated company on the planet right now, and they're not doing anything to help themselves. Uh, some other news came out of Sony. Um, they're going to stop the physical sales of full game download codes. I, I, I don't know what the purpose of this is. I guess you'll still be able to buy currency and PSN cards and DLC and things like this. This is uh, per The Verge. And they said... This decision was made in order to continue to align key business globally to support full games and premium editions. Sony Interactive Entertainment will introduce increased denominations at select retailers. DLC add-ons, virtual currency, and season passes will still be available. I, I just, I'm really wondering what the point of this is. This was first leaked by someone on Twitter when they showed like a memo that was sent to GameStop stores. I, I just, I get it and I don't get it at the same time. Granted, you don't see a whole lot of digital download codes for physical games 
in physical form at stores unless it's a game that never really had a full physical release like um i know cuphead was like that PUBG, things like this so again i, I don't know what the the decision behind this was but i i, I, don't, I don't i don't know it makes no sense to me whatever it's not a big deal I, I buy pretty much all physical games anyway the studio behind Final Fantasy XV is working on a new AAA title. That That's interesting. I know a lot of people like Final Fantasy XV. It'll be interesting to see what they can come up with outside of that world. Um, also got an announcement for Wolfenstein Youngblood, uh, which is somewhat of a... Not a full sequel to uh, Wolfenstein 2, um, but it, it takes place in the 1980s, and you get to play B, as BJ Blazkowicz is uh, one of his two twin daughters. Uh, will release July 26th, and will actually have a deluxe edition that will allow you to, um, that comes with a buddy pass that allows you to play with a friend. So if you're, um, if you buy this, you can share the buddy pass and your, your friend can play with you as long as you're online and playing. And we'll also have something where you can use it to, um, obviously purchase it yourself if you wanted to uh, play independently. But uh, that that's actually pretty awesome, and uh, that comes out in July. So uh, also a trailer was released. Game looks great. The 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 two Wolfenstein games made by Machine Gun Games are um, are awesome. So I I would definitely check it out if you haven't played the first two. They're always somewhere on sale or something like this. I would definitely check those out. Those are really fun games to play, and of course uh, got a lot of fun time killing Nazis in it. So if if uh, you want to do that, that that's your perfect chance to do that uh the trailer's really cool though it's got a lot of it's got a super 80s vibe granted the game takes place in the 80s but looks really fun it hints at that i guess they were able in, to succeed in in liberating america i mean that was kind of hinted at in the credits of, of the of the new colossus that's the name of the sequel that the game came out in 2017 um and this one looks like it's going to go to paris where you get to play bj's daughters but uh Wolfenstein, as I like to, to say it, uh, New Blood. I'm so happy that those games have found new life. I mean, that and Doom um, at Bethesda, they, they, they just they have such a great vibe, and those games are so fun, and they, and they did it right with them, and, and it's cool to, cool to see that. Um, but yeah, July 26th, Wolfenstein, Young Blood. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered is now available. Uh, I think you can purchase that separately, or if you got, like, the Ultimate or Gold Edition of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it came with it, uh, the Season Pass or whatever. Um, so if you want to relive that 2012 game and help fight the American Revolution, now's your chance. Or if you never got to play it, for that matter. Um, Bethesda announced that Skyrim Grandma, uh, an older woman known for playing Skyrim and posting videos online, will be an NPC in the next Elder Scrolls game. That's uh, really cool, helping uh, reaching out to popular fans and, and content creators and to bringing them into the fold. That That's a really great community outreach program, if you ask me. But uh, no, that that's awesome. Uh, I'm not a big Elder Scrolls guy, uh, considering they just hit their 25th anniversary as well this past week. Uh, it's awesome that they're doing that. Uh, the Breath of the Wild co-developer is hiring for a new Zelda project. I'm sure we'll know more around E3. That's uh, That's interesting. Borderlands 3 is official, is official, excuse me, uh, Borderlands 3 is official, it was announced at PAX East, and it will, uh, they promise over 1 billion guns, people. I uh, know, it looks fun, uh, that's the original looter shooter, as people like to say. I've never actually played them, um, 
I, so I don't know. I, if, if any of you guys have played, let me know if I should play it. I, I want to know. I have them because they were like games with gold a while back. I think the first and second one. So that's uh, that. No release date announced. Some rumors hint at at fall though. So who knows? Uh, in a un, uh, surprising move, not unsurprising, but actually surprising move. A new Minecraft update has removed all mentions of Notch. Notch is the creator of Minecraft, and he made some un un unsightly comments about people and and things like this and uh, certain groups of people and a lot of people didn't like that and felt that it was uh derogatory and and disgraceful so they um that uh they've removed pretty much all mentions of him from from the game which is it's sad when a creator of a game is pretty much removed entirely from it but hey if you're going to be a garbage person and say garbage things suffer the consequences uh bethesda also announced they will not discuss the next Elder Scrolls, so Elder Scrolls, Scrolls 6 or Starfield at E3, despite announcing both of them at last year's E3. So I'm guessing the show is going to be focused on Wolfenstein, because it will be a month before that comes out, the next Doom, and some other Bethesda projects that might be in the works. Who knows, maybe we'll get some more on Fallout 76, and hopefully that game won't die a quiet, unloved death. Uh, and then what I think is really awesome, uh, final bit of gaming news today, Sega Genesis the Sega Genesis Mini was announced will release on September 19th will retail for $80 will come with 40 games so it's a lot like the NES Mini uh, Sega ditched their previous partner um, that made that other like Genesis playback machine that was out that like a lot of people hated um, will come with like I said will come with 40 games and uh, they announced 10 of them so far those 10 being uh, or at least some of the ten, uh, Sonic and Sonic 2, Gunstar Heroes, Altered Beast, Echo the Dolphin, hey, <laughs> Toad Jam and Earl, and then Castlevania Bloodlines. Um, they will have region variants to match the, the, the regions that, that it released in, and the U.S. will get two of the three button controllers, uh, mini USB controllers. It will not play original games, uh, but no surprise there. So 80 bucks, September 19th, the Sega Genesis Mini. That should be real fun. I kind of have a lot more interest in that, mainly because I just, the Genesis was the real first real console I remember playing on. And honestly, you can't really get NES or Super NES Classics anymore because they stopped production and those are selling like hotcakes everywhere. But hey, if you want to get it, I think they're available for pre-order, or at least they will be by the time you're hearing this, so they're pretty much available. And uh, to round out today's show, as always, we talk about what's going on in Hollywood and some different things coming out. So uh, The New Mutants is supposed to be one of the last X-Men movies coming. It was delayed. It still has an official release date of later in the year, but a lot of news stories have come out from both the directors and the stars, and they have like no fucking clue what's going to happen with this movie, if it's even going to be released especially in light of the Disney takeover of Fox. Um, even Maisie Williams, the st one of the stars, you know, Maisie Williams of Game of Thrones fame, said in, in Rolling Stone, who knows when the fuck that's going to come out. Uh, hopefully this interview will make everyone hurry up a little bit. Um, the movie finished, finished principal photography in 2017. Williams claims that the reshoots intended to make it scarier haven't happened yet. Um, and she was asked when fellow New Mutants actor Charlie Heaton what the fuck is going on with this movie she says heaton didn't know either so yeah i 
that movie was supposed to come out last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so it was scheduled for April 18. Uh, it was then delayed to February of this year. Well, February's come and gone. It was pushed back to August 2nd of 2019. Technically, that's still the official release date. More than unlikely. Hollywood Reporter noted that an eventual release is still likely, but it will be through Disney and no word on if it will actually be a theatrical release anymore. So that that's unfortunate that another X-Men movie is just being relegated to the the garbage shoot. Um, on top of that, though, there's all the other X-Men movies that were like announced are probably more than likely shelved or just gotten rid of, like that James Franco one about Multiple Man. I know they're working on a Kitty Pride movie. Pretty much, we're pretty certain Deadpool three is going to happen at this point. Disney's not going to not going to put a damper on a cash cow like that, and Gambit, which has been in development hell for the better part of a decade at this point, probably not going to happen. So, yep, that's uh, that's that. A lot of um, now to the other Marvel coin. Uh, got a lot of posters released for Endgame. Kind of showing like who's dead, who's not dead. They're all saying like Avenge the Fallen with living characters in color and dead characters in black and white. And it was revealed that Shuri was snapped. And this was all revealed in the posters. And it's like, whoa, 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 what the hell? Why wasn't this shown in the movie? Shuri's a beloved character. She's got sass. She's smart. She's like the coolest person in the Black Panther movie. So... What's going on here? Everyone thought she was alive. They kind of hinted that she was alive and not dead. But, I don't know. The trailer's really cool. Granted, I mean, the Vision is in here too. And he wasn't snapped, but he got, like, just his brain pretty much ripped out of his head. So, who knows there. Um, some cool post-international posters got released too, showing different things. And with the, the main characters, like, above, and then all the characters... That were snapped in like silhouette form. Really awesome to see on. Uh, you can see them online. But really cool posters. But then again. Remember last week. The Russo brothers said that a lot of their marketing is meant to. Dissuade you from knowing the truth. So who knows if Shuri is really dead or not. Got some casting news on Space Jam 2. Soniqua Martin-Green. The star of Star Trek Discovery. Also in The Walking Dead. Will has signed on to play LeBron James's wife. In the sequel. Still don't know why that movie's happening. Uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark had a trailer released. I uh, always loved getting this book as a kid at, at the school library. Because um, they freaked me the fuck out. I, I don't even... I just remember we'd get them and we'd take them over to someone's house for like a sleepover or something. And we'd read them and get scared. and Always fun. Always fun. The trailer though, delightfully creepy. And it's all... all with a backdrop of Somewhere Over the Rainbow being played like on a on a piano very creepily. The monsters, though, are on point. You know, Guillermo del Toro's producing it, so I expect nothing less. Um, but yeah, if, if you're interested in that, that movie comes out later this year. Later this year. Um, so, some news came out this week that Sandra Bullock was initially offered the role of Neo in The Matrix. And I wonder how that would have turned out with her in there. Don't get me wrong, I, I like Sandra Bullock, but I wonder what kind of movie it would have been. Would it have been different? Would it have been the same? Um, what would Keanu be doing right now? Because <laughs> um, that kind of reinvigorated his career as well. And speaking of Keanu, um, it actually was announced that William Sadler will be back as Death in Bill and Ted 3. So that's awesome, because, I mean, they kind of hinted at that he was became a member of the band at the end, you know, wild stallions you know he played the bass he 
And if you watch the the credits, I mean, he breaks off on his own, but then eventually rejoins the band. So we'll see how that turns out. I'm, I'm stoked for that. Was this uh, Mark Hamill was announced as the new voice of Chucky for the Child's Play reboot? If if you were to ask me who would probably be the best Chucky, would not have thought of Mark Hamill. Um, and now that he was announced, that's honestly the perfect choice because I mean he knows how to be a, a creepy does no knows how to make a creepy voice. I should say. I mean, hell, look at his Joker performance is considered the best and considered one of the best voice acted roles of all time. I mean, just listen to his Joker laugh. <laughs> I mean, you know, that that's from the Batman the Animated Series, and that alone should tell you he's qualified to play a fucking creepy, murderous doll that came to life. Um, but, I mean, his voice is recognizable everywhere, so that that's great. And I'm I'm glad to see that he's uh, still doing voice acting roles because I know he'd retired from doing the Joker just because of so much of a strain that that it that it puts on his on his pipes, you know, on his vocal cords. But uh, I can't wait to. See. I I actually am more interested in the movie now because, like I mentioned before, there's this weird dual project of Child's Play going on. There's the re- reboot movies that are coming out um, that will tell like a new story, but then at the same time on like sci-fi or something they're doing. A continuation of the old movies in a TV show where Brad Dorif will still play Chucky. So, I, I don't know what what's going to go on with that, but new, interesting there. Uh, Toy Story Four. I've been talking about it a lot lately. Um, Don Rickles, one of the greatest comedians ever, passed away a number of years ago. Um, will be back for Toy Story Four. They are going to use old, um, old recordings of of him to uh pretty much make up for um uh make up for him not not being alive anymore as Mr. Potato Head. Um I'm I'm really happy about that. Again, I love Don Rickles, probably one of the best insult comics of all time. Um they said that what does it say? Uh hold on, let me get the official story here. This is According to the director, he told Entertainment Weekly, "Of course, we love Don. Obviously, and after he's after he passed, his family contacted us and asked if there was any way that we could create a performance using the recordings that we had. So that's what they did, essentially. Um, granted, I'm sure he'll have a, a, a minor role compared to the past, since there's only so much you can do with with old recordings. But it's good that they didn't recast it, and it's good that they're." He's just not going to be silent because Mr. Potato Head was a a big part of the Toy Story series. Um, it's it's good to see here Don Rickles at least one last time, and and uh, he'll be exposed to some younger audiences who who might enjoy his work. What's this here? Uh, Peter Dinklage is the studio's top choice to play the villain in the Tom and Jerry live action movie. That'll be that'll be interesting. See how that goes. Um, I don't even think they have like a current cartoon, so I wonder how many kids actually know about that. It'll be good to ex- uh, expose them to that too. Tom and Jerry, great cartoon. Grew up watching the reruns, obviously. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot has wrapped filming after a 21-day shoot. That's weird, I know, right? Uh, there will be a Stan Lee uh, shout-out. It's almost like a, a sh- like they'll it will actually feature Captain Marvel as well, almost as a uh, shout-out to Captain Marvel since it featured. Uh, spoiler, I know this is. I mean, the movie's been out a couple weeks now, but 
Uh, in the movie, Stan Lee is reading the script to Mallrats. Uh, so that's his cameo in, in, in uh, Captain Marvel because it takes place in like 94. So um, Kevin Smith was a blubbering idiot on Instagram after just so happy and, and joyous to have that happen. That uh, when they do like a shout out to Stan Lee in, in the new Bob, Jay and Silent Bob movie, um, they're going to do tie in Captain Marvel. It'll be interesting. Uh, Rosario Dawson was announced for the cast. Um, and some others like Shannon Elizabeth will be back. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Adam Brody, um, things like this. They'll they'll all be in Jay, Jay and Silent Bob reboot when it releases later this fall. Can't wait. Love uh, I love the Ask Universe, the View Ask Universe. I think it's called actually. Excuse me. The cast of Ghostbusters three was pretty much made official. Somewhat, at least half the cast. Finn Wolfhard of Stranger Things and It fame, and Carrie Coon uh, was in the Leftovers, Gone Girl, things like this. Um, they're going to be playing like a, a son and mother. I think they're going to uh, announce the rest of the family soon, I'm guessing. So it looks like they will be facing focusing on younger kids and a family. Not sure yet. They haven't announced how it's going to tie into the first two films um, or if any of the original cast will cameo in any way, shape, or form. But that movie's supposed to come out next year, so I'm sure more news will come out as the year goes on. Uh, Jai Courtney was talking to someone and said he's going to be back as Boomerang in, in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. He said he was going to go back for filming. It'll be interesting to see if that actually happens. I mean, uh, he was an odd... It was an odd take on Captain Boomerang um, in Suicide Squad. Uh, granted, a very modern take, covered in tattoos, wearing some real weird clothing. Um drinks energy drinks or beer that he just grabs out of his uh out of his long coat granted he's australian so i don't know um but what's extremely surprising though is that he said he's going to be back and no one really said anything about that but hey i'm cool with that captain boomerang's a cool villain um always been a laughing stock but but it's uh he's cool he throws boomerangs that kill people that's fucking awesome um last bit of news though has to do with the mcu uh, looks like the the their Marvel's Eternals movie is moving forward, uh, but it seems like Angelina Jolie may be starring in the film. Um, I didn't know a whole lot about the Eternals, so I had to do some research here my, myself. Um, the Eternals, let's see, this is this is per IGN. Let's see, the Eternals. The this is just the basics. That's what I'm going to read. The Eternals are a powerful race of cosmic beings who have existed in our solar system for millions of years. Uh, Thanos's race, by the way. Uh, while most Eternals look perfectly human on the outside, their advanced biology gives them incredible strength, long lives, and powers that set them far above mortal men. Both the Eternals and their genetic cousins, the Deviants, were created by the cosmic gods known as the Celestials through experiments on early proto-humans and were most and where most Eternals have chosen to follow the path of peace, the Deviants are hateful and warlike, with their hideous outer appearance reflecting their twisted inner nature. The two races have been locked in a never-ending war since those early days, with humanity sometimes paying the price. So, just a bunch of godlike beings. Um, yeah, so also said IGN, these early stories established the general history of the Eternals, their relationship to the Deviants and major heroes like Icarus, Cersei, and Makari. As readers learn, these heroes impersonated the gods of Greek and Roman mythology, gaining worshippers on those rare occasions when they actually reveled, revealed themselves to mankind. So, not super popular, it seems like, but 
who knows? Um, I'm sure they'll be tied in some way through like Thor. And I don't know how else they're going to tie in with Thanos and things like that. But they're trying to get Angelina Jolie to star. Cool. I guess. I, I don't I don't know. Hopefully. I mean, this, this is probably going to be like a rival to DC's New Gods that they're making. I just hope they pick someone good to play Darkseid in there. Um, but that's it for movie news. I, I know we've had a long episode this week. I... I Thank you guys for, for sticking with it these last couple weeks. They've been extra long, but a lot of shit's been going on. So um, that's it. But but before we go, I just want to touch back to um, Batman's 80th birthday. Happy birthday to the Bat. Uh, Detective Comics issue 1000 this year. You know, it launched in 1934 in March uh, with a published date of May. Uh, Detective Comics 27 was the first issue with Batman. Uh, along with that, they announced a new logo. And, and I've stated before, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on to celebrate his birthday. I think Amazon had a sale on digital Batman books. I'm sure every, every geek website has a list of like best Batman comics to read. And uh, how the Dark Knight shaped things in different Batman mythology. I mean, um, Zack Snyder went on a, a large, uh, a big tirade and rant about Batman and killing. I'm not going to get into that because that's just... That's a rabbit hole that we don't have time for today. Um, but if you were to ask me what my favorite Batman stories are, uh, Court of Owls, which is from the New 52, is really great. Batman Hush, um, Long Halloween, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Actually, the whole Dark Knight series is awesome. Uh, Batman White Knight is really new, and that's really good as well. Um, kind of like what would happen if the Joker kind of went sane for a little bit. And then... Another thing that I really love, uh, or it's a, what's a really good Batman story, is The Killing Joke. Don't watch the movie. Read, read the book. Um, granted, it's a Joker-focused one, but still, it's it's quintessential to, to Batman reading. Um, I know I saw IGN had a list. I think io9 or um, Screen Rant or someone over there had another list of quintessential Batman comics to read or graphic novels. Um, of course, the Arkham Games is an amazing series if you love Batman. I will always love the Tim Burton films, you know, Batman and Batman Returns. I know people love the Nolan films. I personally don't. Um, don't watch the Schumacher films; they're garbage. Uh, Batfleck was cool. Too bad we don't get a we won't get a whole lot of him anymore. But uh, that that's just awesome that that Batman's reached eighty. I know Superman had his eightieth last year. I think the Flash will turn eighty next year. But um, if you're a Batman fan. This is this is the, a year to celebrate. But uh, you know, again, thanks guys. This is Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick. Check us out on social media, Nick's Nerd News. You know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, check out nicksnerdnews.com. Listen on your preferred service like Google Play, Spotify, or iTunes, and uh, share with your friends. Leave comments. Put some reviews my way if you guys want. Um, looking to expand some stuff. Our one year anniversary is coming up real soon. I've been happy to do this for you guys. It doesn't matter how many listeners I have. It doesn't matter how many fans I have. This is just a way for me to express my feelings on, on the geek world, you know. And uh, that's it. Catch you guys on the flip side. Fuck the haters, right? All right, have a good one.